You can't be serious, Kyle. You can't be serious. This guy, Francesco Aquilini, cannot be serious telling us he was livid about Matthew Kachuk. Oh, yeah, the Francesco whisperer himself spoke. But you're not going to hear from him on this episode. Kyle, this guy, Francesco Aquilini, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't got many nice things to say about him. Oh, dude, I, I should have you know, You know why this is happening, Trevor? Because why? you're... You're walking a fine line here, man. You got a family, okay? You got a family. For real. And you out here starting oh, an episode man. talking trash about Francesco yeah. Aquilini. Locked on Canucks, baby. You're locked on Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode, yeah, there's a little Florida Panthers, Vancouver Canucks tie-in. We're going to talk about Aquilini, those rumors from the Aquilini Whisperer himself. Uh, Going to talk about Luongo. Is it okay to cheer for Luongo? And does Kyle know anything about hockey? But first and foremost, let me introduce that Kyle, that guy, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, buddy? I can't wait to talk about what we got to talk about at the end of the episode on Comment Corner, the best part of the show on Locked On Canucks, your team every day. My name Kyle Bowen. Again, that's Trevor Beggs. Yo, this episode, man, a lot of a lot of Florida Panthers talk and. Two days ago, three days ago, last week, I was sad, emotional, petty on another level because Florida, Florida, and all 11,400 of their diehard fans. I know they're selling out these playoff games, but I'm just saying they probably have like 10,000 diehard fans. They're celebrating. They're four wins away from doing something my city has never done. But, yeah. but, but I saw Luongo chair in the press box and it got me thinking, I cannot wait to talk about everything Florida Panthers, Vancouver Canucks on today's episode. Let's do it, Begsy. I got to ask you too. How you doing, man? How you doing? You know, I'm a little rattled, man. I think that was uh, my worst intro to a show ever. Um, it wasn't even that great, and it took me like six tries to get there. I think it's because I'm lacking the beard, okay? For the audio-only listeners, finally shaved the beard. You know, it was time for my monthly shave. And I'm Why looking at myself that? in the camera. Why do you uh, do you know, it's, it was getting a little greasy, getting a little itchy. You know, it's summertime out here. Um, I just like shaking up the look once in a while, but, uh, you know, what really needs to shake up, man, is Vancouver Canucks ownership. Okay. Because there was another joke that came out this week. So shout out to Sakaris and price. They had uh Gary Mason, a global mail columnist on the show. And Gary Mason has been known as the Francesco Aquilini whisper, you know, Aquilini might talk, not talk in public, but Gary Mason reportedly, according to him, you know, has some years with Aquilini. He's heard some some things over the years. And the one thing he dropped on Securis and Price this week was that Aquilini was livid that the Canucks picked uh, Ole Olevi over Matthew Kachuk. Kyle, let me just throw it to you. What was your uh, your first reaction to hearing about that? Well, when I heard about the the apparent or alleged quote, I I was mad, you know? I was mad because I, I don't feel as if it's a good time at all for Aquilini, Aquilini, I'm sorry, to put blame on anyone else outside of himself, you know? For real, for real. And at the same time, I don't believe him. I feel like there's a 20% chance, a 30% chance that he wanted 
you'll love you too. You know what I'm saying? And we heard for years and years and years that Benning was the puppet. And if that's true, uh, again, wouldn't Aquilini then make that pick, especially that high in the draft, the Yule Levy one? I think looking back, it's easy to be really, really mad. And even at the time, Begsy, let me ask you this, okay? At the time, were you livid? Because I remember, I remember, I wasn't. Because the Vancouver Canucks never had a top two defenseman. You know, maybe Edler at his peak, Jov- Jovanovski at his peak, you know, maybe for like one or two years, they could fill in that role and be that good. But drafting somebody that high in the draft and Ole Ulevi, what was it, number five? Yeah. What was it, number five? You know, you start daydreaming about the impossible. And the impossible at that time was, again, something that the Canucks have never had. And that's a number one defenseman. Are we going to have one of those guys for 20 years that's going to be a pillar? That dude. Yeah. So I think because of that and this daydreaming and this delusion, I was okay with that at the time. Now you, I want to know, were you, were you pissed? I, I don't remember our conversations around this uh, this moment because it's a pivotal moment. A lot a lot changed, and we dropped an episode on this. What if the Canucks pick Kachuk? Check it out on the, the catalog. But again, how, how did you feel? Yeah, I wouldn't say I was livid like Aquilini apparently was, uh, and not to say I even really believe that at all. I think it's a bunch of BS. Mm. Uh, but I was pissed because the Canucks clearly drafted for positional need instead of picking the best player available. And when you're picking in the top 10, you got to pick the best player available, okay? And we talked about it earlier this week, okay? Every day is no. We had that uh, that episode about Vitaly Kratsov and other busts in the top 10 NHL drafts of 2014 to 2019. And the Canucks whiffed twice. And you know why? Because they picked for positional need and not the best player available. I think with Vertanen, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but you know they, they decided that they needed some more size and power in their lineup, okay? They didn't have a lot of that. Uh, instead of drafting some of the best players available, which would have been Nylander or uh, Nikola Ehlers. And there were multiple sites uh, at the time who were kind of preaching for the Canucks, do not draft Jake Vertanen. And it was the same thing with Ewell Levy. You know, Benning uh, reportedly fell in love with Ewell Levy at the World Juniors. Oh, uh, couldn't uh, couldn't hide his Ewell Levy. B- oh, and from there, it was, um, yeah, it's it's just, it's a sad story, man. It's a sad story. Now, uh, again, we did that episode, what if the Canucks drafted Matthew Kachuk? Things might not have been a lot different. In fairness, Matthew Kachuk could have walked. It might have meant we had no Pedersen, no Hughes. So uh, be careful what you wish for, Canucks fans. But yeah, I was I was pissed at the time, to answer your question in a roundabout way. Yeah, no, and that, that makes a lot of sense, and that's because you watch a lot of hockey, and we'll get to that towards the end of the show. Yo, Matthew Kachuk, obviously he's lighting the world on fire. I was I was taking a shower yesterday wa- listening to, I, I think I was listening to 32 Thoughts or uh, an episode of Halford and Broff, and I was really thinking to myself, is this guy the second most important player in the NHL? And I know Dreisaitl is that damn good in the playoffs too, but I feel like Kachuk's either the third or second best player in the NHL right now as well. Because he puts up the points, he does things that nobody else can do. Nobody else is a POS like Matthew Kachuk. And ironically, he's kind of turned that off just a little bit, just a little bit. He's got less edge to him. Still got a lot of it, but I think he's lost that insanity slash do whatever I want because he needs to be on the ice at all times especially in clutch moments. And that's the biggest thing. Dude, this dude's real clutch. Real, real clutch. The heat check that he's on right now, and if you want to take it back 
to the last, you know, 18 months. I know he didn't do that well against Edmonton last year in the playoffs, but just the last, what, like 18 months of his hockey career, I never thought he was going to be this good. This is, this is again, what, the second or third best player in the NHL? Taking Florida to the Stanley Cup final? Something else. Yeah, you know, Matthew Kachuk, I would say there's a good chance that he is the second most important player in the NHL. Not to say he's the second best player in the NHL, but it's, it's part of it is the personality. You know, when we talk about hockey, maybe lacking some of those big, boisterous personalities. And Matthew Kachuk is something else, you know, scoring those two OT winners against Carolina and just like walking down the title, like, let's go, let's get out of here. Uh, and then last night with the Selly too, like it's uh, he's he's reaching legendary status right now for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we end the segment, I just want to finish on Francesco quick because yeah, this it, needs it, to be it. said. Okay, this guy, if he was apparently livid about the Canucks picking uh, Yule Levy over Kachuk, he should have fired betting a long time ago. There's no excuse. Like this is such a like this this report boils my blood, man. Ooh. Because again, this was year three of almost eight years of Jim Benning. And if you were that livid about it, why didn't you make a change at the time? Uh, and according to Gary Mason, uh, you know, Aquilini kept being convinced by betting that they were one piece away. One piece away? This team was a bottom five team for a good chunk of betting's tenure. Get out of here with the one piece away crap. So that these rumors out there that Aquilini has his hands in the cookie jar a little too much. Now Gary Mason's almost saying that Aquilini's stupid and just fall for fell for bit Jim Benning's, uh, uh, his <laughs> persuasion, which wow. seems ridiculous. So wow. I, I'm not sure exactly what to believe, but neither of it paints uh, Francesco Aquilini in a good light. Are, are you calling Aquilini the puppet? Is that what you're saying here? I, I'm just the laying out event? both versions of stories that uh, we've now heard through different spheres, right? Either is involved too much, which uh, I, I've got a couple, an inside source of two who has uh, told me otherwise. And, um, and then there's the other side of what Gary Mason is saying. And, hey, maybe this guy knows Aquilini better than the people I know that have met Aquilini. Um, and that, yeah, it paints a completely different picture, but again, none of them make Aquilini look very good right now. Yeah. And again, we're talking about what the, the allegedly of the world, right? We, we mm-hmm. just reports and it's kind of easy to connect the dots to say that somebody, uh, like an owner of an NHL team would be a uh, livid about a decision like this. It just, uh, again, though, sparks that emotion in, uh, the market slash the people slash maybe you, just you and I about the, the fact that. There just seems to be a lack of accountability from Aquilini and a lot of excuses. And he's a big reason why this team has not watched a lot of meaningful games. You know, we don't get emotional about hockey games on the West Coast anymore. It's just a world where we live in hockey assumptions, man. For real, for real, for real. And we spent a lot of time here on Locked on Canucks talking about just that assumptions and not a lot of hockey. Begsy, Kyle, your team every day. Luongo, man. Section number two. Luongo, Lou, am I going to be kinder to Luongo this time around? We'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, are Kyle and I cheering for Roberto Luongo on, and the Florida Panthers? Find out on the other side. Again, they're four ways, wins away from being a championship team. And for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. 
After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. Let's ride. Let's ride. I can't believe. I can't believe you got me saying that too now. Look at that, man. Things changing every day on Lockdown Canucks, your team. Every day, Trevor Bags, Kyle Bowen. As you all know, it, it was my birthday, what, eight days ago. I got older. Uh, I gained more experience. And I think when you enter uh, the 30s, I think you have the option to, you know, maybe uh, open up the door for more wisdom. And, yeah, I think, you know, I did get a little bit more wise over the last eight days, right? Spent my birthday uh, walking my dog, Golden Ears Park, with my dad. That's my birthday, you know? That's my birthday. So you can only imagine what I'm going through. And fast forward, what, eight days later, seven days later, I guess yesterday, and I see Luongo celebrating. I see Luongo happy. A couple weeks ago, I admitted that my connection to Luongo did break and has never been the same post-Boston series, and that's because I'm petty, you know? I was petty in my 20s, really petty in my 20s, okay? Because, again, I was 18 when the Canucks lost and Luongo sucked. And my 20s were just ruined. No no, no good times with the Vancouver Canucks. I was petty and negative. Yesterday, though, I think I switched sides. I think I think, I am actually going to cheer for the Florida Panthers because Luongo deserves. He deserves the love, man, for real. Yeah, I might be a little bit more petty than you, Kyle, to be honest. Uh, you're not 30 yet. You're a young chap. You're a young chap. You're a young chap. You know, yeah, you're talking to an elder right now, okay? I know sometimes there's a disconnect between the youth and the elderly. This might be it right here. Kyle's approximately 62 days older than me for uh, for those listening out there. So make draw your own conclusions as you will. Um, you know, Kyle, I will give you one point, and and I'm starting to see where you came from a couple of weeks back when you're saying that you wanted Connor McDavid to win the Stanley Cup, uh, but you didn't necessarily want the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley yeah. Cup. Look, I. I'd be I'd be happy for Luongo in a sense to see him win the Stanley Cup. You know, he came so close in Vancouver, one of the most decorated goaltenders in NHL history, trying to do his thing in management now. He's got the gray beard, the gray hairs. Um, so it, it would be kind of cool to see him lift the Stanley Cup. That being said, I, I just can't get behind the Florida Panthers, man. I really can't. Like, there was this video on YouTube yesterday. Uh, I actually watched it this morning as I was drinking my morning coffee. And there was a news report from CBS Miami, I think, about, you know, all the fans celebrating down in Florida. And it was sad, man. It was absolutely sad. They're talking about, I think the title of the video was like, why why the fans helped the Florida Panthers get to the Stanley Cup Finals or something stupid like that. And it's like this small little group of fans outside FLA Live Arena. Yeah, cheering and the cameras are out. There's maybe like 20 of them there. Like talk about like, this is Vancouver. This is Toronto. This is a big hockey market. <sighs> there would be droves of people. And they got these other videos in like sad little bars being like, oh, the Panthers fans are out. And it's like a bar with like 20 people in there. Like they're clapping when when Florida scores, some guy rings a bell. It's sad, man. I just I I'm more petty than you right now. I can't get behind the sad sack fan base. Oh, uh, whoa! Getting to celebrate a, Sa- a Stanley Cup before the Vancouver Canucks, man. It uh, it drives me nuts. And, and I will say again, it's probably going to be a Vegas Florida Stanley Cup final. I don't really want either team to win, but at least Vegas has been there there from day one for their fan uh, for that team. And uh, my personal bias, I do love Mark Stone, probably my favorite uh, one of my favorite players that's not a Vancouver Canucks. So. Yeah, I, I maybe go against you on this, Kyle. I'll go, I'll go Vegas, and, and let us know in the comments if it is indeed a Vegas Florida Stanley Cup final, which it seems like it will be. Which team are you cheering for as a Canucks fan? I feel like I'm going to be in the minority. I think, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot okay. of people out there who enjoy the Florida Panthers. To be honest, Begsy, 
Listen to me, okay? Listen to me right here, okay? You and I here, don't, don't worry about the viewers, just you and I. Comparison is the thief of joy, okay? It is. Can we just be happy for those 20 people? Uh, let me tell you this too, okay? Can, can you imagine the, uh, the Florida Panthers, sorry, the Florida Panthers winning the Stanley Cup. Matthew Kachuk gets the mic. And he says, we had to do it for the best fans in the world. Because oh, you man. know he's going to say it. <laughs> oh, my God. You made me choke him out and spit. You know, even in the interviews after the game, it was like Kachuk and Ekblad are talking about how great the fan base. Of course, they're going to say that. But it's like, really? Oh, it's they, one okay, of the worst fan bases in the NHL. But Begsy, I know, again, but again, comparison is the thief of joy. Like, let's say mm -hmm. there's a million Canuck fans out here, you know, in the world. Probably more. Maybe uh, let, let's compare it to Florida now. Maybe there's like 25,000, 50,000 diehard fans. I know like the numbers are way off, but the quality of fan, you know what I'm saying? You got to you gotta attest to the quality of fan there. Whoever is a diehard fan of the Florida Panthers, they got to be on another level of fandom because they saw a lot of BS and they didn't even have a lot of support around them. They were feeling lonely, you know, in this battle, in this traumatic experience. Like this is the team that I choose to choose to follow. This is the team that, I, for whatever reason, get emotional about and invested in. I got no impact on these hockey games, and I'm all alone experiencing this, you know? You know what I'm saying? So it's a different, it, like, maybe they're talking about, like, that fan specifically, which to me is like, okay, cool. Like, you're probably a great, great NHL fan, another level of sports fandom, and I got to respect that a bit. And uh, remember, guys, check out the past episodes. I'm a changed man. Luongo Smile did something, man. For real, because I had to forgive him. You know, a couple days ago, I forgave, or forgave, sorry, Mike Illis. Now I'm forgiving Roberto Luongo. Who's next? Jim Ben. No, no way. That's not happening. Jim Benning will never be forgiven. Never. <laughs> I'm putting that out there. No chance. Oh, this guy ruined my 20s. Locked on Canucks. Yeah, Jim Benning will never be forgiven. But I wonder if that one commenter, Kyle, will forgive you. Uh, for not knowing anything about hockey, apparently. So let's get yeah. to that on the other side here in comment corner. But first and foremost, you know, Kyle, you and I are getting grumpier, older, <laughs> crustier, especially you, because again, you're the one who's 30. And for guys like us, we need to prioritize comfort. That's why we got to chuck out the tight leather pants and slide our greasy, hairy legs into some bird dogs apparel. Now, true story here. I got my pair of bird dog shorts in the mail. I put them on and, you know, my wife, very pregnant, very tired right now. But as soon as, she, as soon as she saw me in these shorts, she started going, I believe in miracles. Oh, man. Just like that, man. And that's the power of Bird Dogs shorts. So, yeah, Bird Dogs, they have more than just shorts. Find out for yourself by going to birddogs.com slash LockdownNHL. And when you enter promo code LockdownNHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Beautiful, man. Get that. Get that tumbler. Save money on tea, coffee, or water. Seriously, it can go a long way. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Beggs, I want, I want to point this out to you, man. I'm proud of you, man. This is a this is a really busy time in your life. You don't have to get into, into the details. I was thinking about you yesterday in the shower as well. Just putting that out there. A lot of oh, deep wow. thoughts in the shower. Yeah. And uh, I just want, want to let you know I'm proud of you. And uh, best of luck, well wishes, all the peace in the world for what is going to be a beautiful time in your life. And with all this stuff going on, I know you're working so much, bro. You're the guy who watches, even when there's only two games on, this guy's watching 10. Trevor Beggs is that guy, okay? He's that guy. And he had to do that because he made the conscious choice to 
save his relationship with hockey. Because if he just wasted all his time or all his hockey viewing time with the Vancouver Canucks, he wouldn't have made it. This guy started a family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he would have given up on hockey. Am I right on that? You, you saved yourself with watching other stars, other teams, probably for the first time really in your life where it's like, you know what, I'm going to set aside, you know, five to six hours a week to watch other other hockey games. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, buddy. I, I'm all, I've always been, you know, just an absolute hockey nerd and a massive fan of the game. Uh, you know, I might not be as uh, as as smart as Harmon Dial. I might not watch quite as much hockey as Chris Faber, but, I, you know, I do watch a good chunk of hockey. And I, and I do dabble in the analytics here and there. But I think for me, like I started writing about the Canucks in 2013, which ironically was, you know, when they started to go downhill. So at the time when I was with uh, the hockey Raiders, I guess uh, I went for Van City Buzz to the hockey Raiders. I, I started pitching articles that are more NHL wide and they were accepting my pitches. So it kind of inspired me to be like, yeah, I need to like get outside of my Canucks bubble, watch some good hockey. Um, and, you know, maybe pitch some articles that are more NHL wide. So, yeah, man, hockey is the greatest game on earth, in my opinion. And again, for over the last decade, the Canucks have been probably one of the least watchable teams. Uh, so I've, I've enjoyed um, watching as much NHL hockey as I can and even some AHL hockey sometimes too, man, you know? There you go. You're that guy. You're that guy. And uh, enough about you. Let's talk about the people, right? Comment Corner, the end of the show, the best part of the show here on Locked On Canucks. Shout out to the Epidayers. Shout out to the people who are not watching this. We are sending you love as well. First comment, okay? This comes from IQ. We'll start with this one first. Let me read this. Got the sunglasses on. I really hope the Leafs get Benning, blah, blah, blah. Let's have him ruin another Canadian team. <sighs> it's dark yeah. out here, man. Maybe this I'm guy's still in it. his 20s. Maybe this guy's still in his 20s. Maybe he's still in his 20s, you know? Or maybe he maybe just he enjoys is. seeing Leafs fans suffer because we're go. petty. There maybe there's nothing to do with exactly. age. <clears throat> exactly. Okay, then we have this guy right here. I think his name is, what? what's his name here? Perry. Perry, okay? He says he enjoys, you know, the fact that we put on every day, right? Monday to Friday, your team every day, locked on Canucks. We give him some Canucks talk every day but he did allude to the fact that it's hard for him to take this show seriously when one person somewhat always alludes to the fact that the other host knows more about him in the world of hockey and i've been told by the ups too you know you don't got to mention that you don't got to mention that to the people you don't got to tell the people that begsy watches more games than you and you know what i say to that i say i gotta tell the people and why I got to tell the people that is because it's the truth. First, first of all, you know, let's let's be honest. Locked on Canucks, we tell the truth. And number two, Begsy, I've, I've been open about this. Okay, you dragged me back into this. You dragged me back into this. I was cold in the world of hockey, and I told myself that if I was going to do this, that means I got to give myself a five or six month window prior to next season, so I don't have to be the guy who knows a lot less than you. All right. But in the meantime, we talk more and more about hockey here on Locked on Canucks. And I'm openly, you know, throwing out ideas, throwing out my, my mindset slash beliefs and whatever, whatever we're talking about. And sometimes I catch myself. You know, it's like, am I really going to talk about this? I don't really know about this, but I want to know about this. So let me ask Trevor about this. Let me get Trevor to hammer down this point that I'm trying to make because he probably knows the, the truth. So that's why I do it because I'm a fan. I'm a fan first. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter. It's locked on Canucks. And I'm, I'm working with Trevor. So if I'm lost in a spiel and I need an answer, that's kind of my segue to do it now. Is it, is it probably bad for viewership slash 
reliability and respect and trust and all this stuff, the connection between the talker and the the speaker, the broadcaster, and the the fan watching this, sure. But again, Kyle Bowen here. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. That's my yeah. You all, you've always said on uh, your network all week with Kyle Bowen. Go check it out. By the way, it's a fantastic network. Lots of different shows. I was really into twenty two seven the other day, where you're playing all kinds of great tunes, talking about them. Anyways, yeah. that 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 was a, that was the free plug there, buddy. Um, maybe not free. I'll expect the check in the mail. <laughs> I will say, I, I think I said a high bar. You know, I do I do watch a lot of hockey. It's not like Kyle doesn't watch any hockey here. It's not like it's me watching hockey 24-7 and Kyle watches nothing. No, 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 no. Kyle watches <laughs> hockey. Um, again, I think the Canucks had you falling out of love with hockey a bit, whereas I kind of uh, turned the other way. But, you know, don't, don't you worry. I got Kyle in the regiment. He's got to read 27 exactly. hockey books this summer. I got a YouTube playlist with about like 98 hours of NHL video this guy's going to watch. Uh, so yeah, Kyle is, uh, just like the Canucks are under the Rick talker regimen. Kyle is under the Trevor Beggs regimen. So, uh, yeah. no worries there. I know. I know. And I know we only have a couple of minutes, but man, it's just, it's just the way it is. It's the truth. And I'm not afraid of the truth. Cause I also knew who I also know who I am uh, again, Kyle bound, bro. Just grew, my, my room was painted in Canucks colors till I was like 21 years old. <laughs> Think about that. I'm a hockey nut. The reason why I got into broadcasting was not to, you know, have a podcast network and host all these shows and innovate and change the game. No, it was, it was really to talk about hockey. That's the only thing I want to talk about. Didn't really care about culture and life and uh, whatever I'm trying to do on the other network. It was about the Canucks. And I have the utmost confidence that after this regimen, you know, and the continuation of, you know, listening to every single episode of 33 Thoughts and, and other hockey podcasts, I'll be back. And it's nice, man. Honestly, bro, I don't even listen to music. Like my life's changed over the last couple months. In the mornings, no music. No football talk, no Packers talk, no, no podcast, no, you know, flagrant, no brilliant idiots, no breakfast club. No, it's 32, 32 thoughts. You know, <laughs> that's how I start my day. Halford and Bruff. So it's, it's nice. It's like, I'm connecting back to my roots and, uh, not bad, you know, getting 30, uh, speaking of 30, we got to go, man, 30 minutes almost. And we got a meeting at 1130, uh, sign Woo! us out, baby, right? Sign us out. Let's get out of here. Well, uh, shout out to the everydayers. And this is your first time listening. Welcome. We love you. Stay a little while because we got episodes coming out five days a week. This Lockdown Canucks, your team every day. Now, coming up this week, I'm going to try my first solo up you, okay? Because, you know, I, I need to try to relieve Kyle a little bit. I need to learn the background side. So I'm looking to do a solo epi on could the Canucks find the next Sam Bennett, okay? Is there a player in that 24 range who's kind of struggling where the Canucks could acquire him and see him go boom, oh, bam, man. start lighting it up? So that's going to be the topic of my uh, my solo epi. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks because they have the worst cap situation in the NHL. Find those episodes coming up on the Lockdown Canucks podcast network. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs, that guy Kyle Bowen, and you've been listening to Lockdown Canucks. Damn, bro. By the sounds of it, Jim Benning produced our last episode, uh, your ne our next episode <laughs> that you made solo, man. Peace.